Welcome to the Fortune Management Practice Mastery Podcast. Each episode, we bring you powerful conversations with thought leaders in the dental, veterinary, optometry, and medical industries. At Fortune Management, we coach doctors and teams to have an extraordinary practice and an extraordinary life. I'm Kim McGuire, host of the Practice Mastery Podcast. This episode is taken from a webinar we hosted for Fortune Management clients. I am joined for a conversation with my friend Ben Bush, a financial planner and key business strategist with Northeast Sequoia Private Client Group. Ben is a friend of Fortune and always has the best financial interests of his clients in mind. In this episode, he and I will look at the current economic climate with a discussion surrounding inflation. What does the near and long term look like for dentists, both personally and professionally? Ben and I have an open conversation about where things stand with the markets and what the rest of the year and beyond could hold. I'm looking forward to this enlightening conversation. Now let's get started. Welcome everyone to our fortune management webinar series. My name is Kim McGuire and I am honored to have my friend and colleague and partner in crime, Ben Bush, join us. He is from Northeast Sequoia and he is a financial planner, but he's really much more than that. He's a key business strategist and he works with several of our fortune management clients all across the country. And because he is a registered financial planner, I do need to read a disclosure. So Benjamin Bush is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, a member of FINRA, SIPC. He's a financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Neither Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or the representatives render legal of tax advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, or tax advisor for advice concerning your circumstances. Okay, perfect. So now that we've gone through that, Ben, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And we're going to talk about an interesting topic of inflation. I'm so happy you got through that. I'm sure that I know. I'm pretty impressive, right? Everybody's juiced up. That's right. Well, inflation is one of these topics where a lot of people hear the words. Maybe you hear it on the news or, you know, maybe a financial report. We don't always know exactly what it is and what causes it. So if you could give us an explanation, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think everybody is is probably used to hearing it now. It's been uh, pretty pervasive, not just the last month. I feel like since last year, when a lot of the federal stimulus and programs were happening, that word, that magic word inflation started being thrown around, uh, similar to back in 2008, 2009, when there was uh, also some some programs to help with the economy. So I, I think uh, when we talk to clients or, or anybody about inflation, we ask the question, you know, what is inflation? There's a general understanding that what it means is the cost of the things that we buy is that it's going to go up. Another answer that we get, which is a little more sophisticated, is the, the devaluing of currency. But to really simplify it into, I think, the easiest terms to understand is when you have something that is rare, it tends to hold significant value. Think about precious metals or gold or something that there is a limited quantity of. Anything that there's a limited quantity of, valuable baseball cards, stamps, those hold significant value. You can only get a certain amount. Anything that has just a tremendous amount of uh, 
of volume or access is less valuable, right? Any, anything that is uh, easily and readily available to all just tends to hold less value. And so if you think about um, money right now, and this is not just the U.S. dollar that's around the world, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it around. The federal or the Fed, who actually prints and controls the money, has been pushing money in on a monthly basis. And, and also the federal government printed and sent out through various programs last year, like PPP and EIDL, in the trillions of dollars. And so what's happening is there's a lot of money, which means it can be a little less valuable. What coincides with that that's actually causing the increase is simultaneously, there is a shortage of either supplies or labor in many industries. And so when you have a shortage of one of those two things, uh, supplies, uh, supply chain issues you're hearing about, that means the businesses need to pay more to get their supplies and therefore pass that on to the consumer and or a shortage in labor uh, means that they have to increase their rates to go out and actually offer increases in wages to attract labor. And so those two things that have happened over the past year uh, that's currently happening is really why we're starting to see and have been over the past couple of months, inflation in its truest form, an increase in the, in the value of the things that we're paying for. Okay, great. How does this affect, you know, if there's a dentist listening or anybody who's a business owner, how does it affect them? So inflation is going to affect everybody, right? Uh, if anybody here, you know, we talked about our conferences in New Mexico next week. Uh, I've started traveling in and Kim, I think you were traveling uh, for some time. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you look at the cost of plane flights, the cost of hotels, uh, you're going to start to see it in your grocery stores, food, things like meat, because of uh, there was a hacking issue with one of the major meat producers. So it's going to affect everybody. Now, I want to take a step back and have one conversation, which is inflation is always around, right? And so we talk about inflation in bad terms. Inflation is actually promoted to allow the economy to grow, right? We don't want to be making the same amount of money as our parents or grandparents did, right? That's not the goal. Uh, and, and, and so when you talk about, you know, go, go ask your grandparent or your, your, your mom or dad what they paid for their first house, they're always happy to tell you, right? right. They're grateful to say, tell you that they paid $2,000 for their first house and a Coke used to be a penny. Um, everybody's thrilled to tell you how cheap stuff used to be. With the rising cost of goods and services, typically you see a rising cost or a rising labor compensation. And so what, what typically happens is they try to, they, meaning the Fed, try to keep inflation around 2 to 3%. What we're seeing now is an, a larger increase and much more uh, quickly. So for, for our clients, those that are dental entrepreneurs, there are going to be several things that, that they might experience. One is they might see an increase in the cost of the supplies that they bring into their office. Yep. Right across the, across the board. They also very possibly could see an increase in rents in their renegotiations when their leases come up. Mm -hmm. Remember, landlords have uh, in various parts of the country have been hit with moratorium on evictions. They've been taking no payments in some cases, and they may be looking to make that up. Also, in places like closer to where I live, New York City, you're probably going to see a pretty slow return to commercial real estate. So you could see an increase in rents as a consequence. Mm -hmm. Certainly what you may experience is an increase in, in requests for higher wages. This profession, this community lives in a 100% employed occupation pre-pandemic. 
Right. I, before, before this existed, hygienists, assistants, quality individuals, just, just quality uh, people to come into the office were in short supply. And so you were already in a position where you had to have not only a, a good compensation packet, but ancillary benefits to keep those people in place and recruit top talent. I think you're going to see that grow now. Your, your competition is going to be out there. They're trying to fill those seats, and there's only a limited amount of trained people for some of those positions. They're going to come in and try to demand or ask for higher wages. And so to be ready for that and prepare for that, which I think we'll talk about a little later, some ideas or concepts that they should be prepared for that saying no might not be an answer. Right. Right. Yep. Um, we are, we are going to be asking these people to, to pay more for goods and services. Now, in turn, what this can also mean for our clients, uh, which I think is looking at the plus side is take a look at your fee schedules, take a look at what you're charging in the offices. A lot of our clients have been hesitant for years to raise their fee schedules, but worried that they're going to look greedy. They're worried that, uh, that, uh, their consumer, their, their patient base is not going to be able to afford it. Uh, this is a time when one, it's not only probably necessary, but it's going to be in the normal course of doing business. This is a great time to look at your fee schedules and look at not only are you aligned with industry standard in your uh, in your geography, but is, is there a need or a necessity to go up? Because that's going to be what the world is experiencing in all parts of life. And so it is not going to be uncommon. They're not going to look at it as a, as a reach for many of these practices. Um, they're going to accept that as sort of a new norm, at least for a period of time, depending on how persistent inflation is. Okay, great. So we already are experiencing people wanting higher wages. We are experiencing a hygiene shortage and really an assistant shortage in many parts of the country. Although I think it's easier to get an assistant trained up rather than a, a hygienist. So one of the ways that we're that you're advising or that you're suggesting that our clients deal with this is maybe by taking a look at their fee schedules, which we could not agree with more, and maybe increasing them, looking at your NDAS report that your fortune coach can offer you. Um, complimentary and or really anybody who wants it. And then you can raise your fees accordingly. There's no question. I would take it a step further. And, and uh, I'm a big fan of self-promotion and I'm glad you bring that up. But this, how do we deal with inflation question is firing off bells in my head because one of the things or the most important thing that I'm going to talk about next week in Santa Fe and has been a really big a part of our business over the last year, really for decades, but focusing on it is, is the who's, who's going to help us deal with inflation, right? Having, having this webinar and podcast and getting information out, I think is more of a way to let doctors and their teams know that there are quality individuals out there that can help them navigate this conversation, that you don't have to be an expert in inflation. You don't have to go out and do all the research and find out what are your competitors or your peer group doing in terms of fees? Uh, how are they, how are they hiring? How are they overcoming the increasing in wages, what are they doing to attract top talent in, especially in that hygiene space, which for me, no matter what happens with inflation, the hygiene question is going to be persistent for a long time. Correct. Right? Yep. Um, and so engaging in the right who's, like having a coach at fortune management, having the right uh, consultant uh, in place, having the right tax professionals, having the right uh, financial advisors or, or financial consultants to be your who's, really is going to allow you to still live in your core purpose to do the things that you do best, but and I should say, and be able to take this head on and not have any uh, significant bumps in the road. 
Absolutely. And I think what dovetails to with the fee increase would also be obviously, maybe it's not obvious, a um, looking at your PPO contracts and your contracts with insurance companies and using some of the experts in the field to figure out maybe some need to be dropped, some could, could be increased. Well, just like everything else, inflation reaching all, all parts of the economy, I think yep. it, you're going to see a lot of organizations going out to try to negotiate fee schedules with their providers. Yeah, They're going to be prepared for that. Those providers are also, you know, they're, they're going to be experiencing uh, some of this windfall of money. We're, we're all experiencing it, mm -hmm. right? The money came out and now people are spending it. Uh, fortunately, I would say a lot of our practices, a lot of our clients had not only good years last year, but are coming into the second half of this year on record setting years. Yep. Um, yep. Consequently, I think you're going to see some of those providers, a lot of these larger providers, uh, certainly uh, people that have the negotiating power or the ability to do that, go out and renegotiate some of those reimbursements to deal with the rising cost of doing business. Absolutely. What else can a dental practice do to, to deal with some of the inflation challenges? So one of the things we've been thinking about it and, and inflation can be either, and you've heard me use the persistent term, it's either transitory, which is a fancy word for temporary or persistent. And right. this is the conversation going on, uh, like as it, as it pertains to the Fed. So the Fed is this group of people who are not controlled by uh, the president or any house. They make monetary policy independently. And the Fed is really who pulls the levers on how inflation works. And I don't want to go down a technical rabbit hole, but the Fed is effectively coming out and using language to say they don't feel that this inflationary environment is going to be persistent. Okay. They are identifying what they feel are transitory markers, meaning these supply chain issues will get worked out. Right. The idea that Campbell's soup is going to increase their cost of soup next year because tin is hard to come by, but that's not going to be true forever. Right. Lumber costs will come down. So the Fed is sort of taking a position. Hey, we don't think it's going to be. The reason I bring that up is as you are looking to tackle this increasing in wage conversation, remember, an increase in fees can be good for you because infl if inflation doesn't actually persist, the fee schedule can stay. Right. And, and now you, you're, you're in a good position moving forward where you don't have to worry about next year or the year after. You might have a solid fee schedule for a little while. The same is true for wage increases. When you increase wages, mm -hmm. add benefits, it is difficult, if not impossible, to take any of that away. So if temporary, if inflation is temporary, what I would be looking for are ways that you could take advantage of this environment by using that increase in fee and creating uh, accelerated bonus programs that are also tied to the cost of labor or payroll. Now, I didn't make this up. I don't make anything up. I have zero original thoughts. This is fortune technology, right? And I'm not just doing it to promote fortune. It happens to be true. In this environment, that, that bonus program could provide an excellent outlet to add bonus and compensation to people who are working hard and believe in the vision they're going to be there but also by directly tying it to the payroll cost, right? If we are able to renegotiate PPO reimbursements, if we're able to increase our fee schedule, we should naturally see an uptick in the revenue that we experience on a month to month basis. And if we're also maintaining a fairly level payroll, if not a slighter increase, more, more people will experience higher bonuses. Right. Right. 
And that can persist and allow the practice to then power through this inflationary environment. Now, if we go out and, and do provide races, and by the way, that's also, it's part of do, right, the cost of doing business. We're going to have to be competitive. But if we do it too much and your payroll starts to eat into your profits and then inflation does diminish, if it is transitory, um, you know, those payrolls, that, that new payroll budget is there to stay. That is a conversation I've had with several of my clients. If you bring some a hygienist or an assistant or anybody on at a higher level, it's going to be harder for them to bonus because the fortune BAM bonus system is based on team salaries and that sort of the cost of having the human beings there, the human capital. And so it'll throw things off and who knows what's going to happen with the culture. So I think it's really important to be mindful of that. Absolutely. Anything else before we go on to maybe our personal personal finances that we can do maybe in the practice? So I believe that from a practice standpoint, there's not a, uh, there's not a ton that we can, you know, the, to, to, to do about inflation. It's going to happen. Meaning you can try to negotiate with your suppliers. You can try to do those things, but with the supply chain issues, with the lack of materials, which is really what it's going to be in the, in the dental space, those prices are going to go up. I think if you go into this eyes wide open and with a plan in place uh, that you will be able to, to not only succeed, but continue to accelerate through this, you know, on the personal side and on the monetary side, there are some things that we're going to, that we'll talk about uh, some financial consequences to inflation that have to be uh, factored in. And that also can get a little, a little dicey uh, because of time, uh, but from a practice perspective, I think we've covered it. Get ready for some increase in wages and, and go tackle those things. And don't be shy about taking advantage of the plus side of what I call inflation, which is increasing reimbursements, increasing cash flow into the practice. Absolutely. And I think with all of that, all of our fortune coaches would know too, to really coaching our doctors on doing some of the procedures that they want to do, like clear aligners and like implants and really, you know, just focusing on increasing their production overall um, always is a great thing. And, and possibly there's there's money out there to do that, right? That's the key. And I saw a question come in that, that before we move on, I'll answer. But that's the key. Understanding that the money is there. Part of what's causing this is the fact that there are literally trillions with a T, trillions of dollars floating around the U.S. economy right now. The United States savings rate spiked to unforeseen levels ever last year. People are sitting on boatloads of cash, right? You're going to see that deployed, right? So the money is out there and it's, it's spread out among all industries. So don't, don't be afraid to ask for it. For Kate's question, and Kate's asked about negotiating salary increase by leveraging the bonus system and not a set dollar amount, I think the answer is going to be a little of both, right? The, to be competitive, you're going to have to pay a competitive wage, but if you have, especially if you're an existing practice with a bonus system set up that way, I think you've got a leg ahead because the team already understands the value of that. Implementing a new bonus structure during this time and positioning that as an alternative to an increase in wage might be a little bit difficult, right? Unless if it's, it's put in the right way and, and communicated, it's going to be a balance. It's going to be a balancing act. And, and in those, in those, especially in those trained uh, specialties that we talked about, assistance, which uh, in some places are easier to train than not hygienists specifically, right? right? RDH, few and far between already got to be competitive in the marketplace. I find, especially some, like if you look at the ladies that are uh, in hygiene mastery, uh, I, I look at Shannon Ryszkowski as the, the gold star of this, but what you may find in your hygiene hygiene departments for some is some are very happy to be performance-based paid. Sure. Right? You, yep. If you're hiring people, 
uh, if you're able to hire people that, that are aligned with that sort of value, that they want to be part of the growth and the success of the practice and not just show up to, uh, to do their 45 minute or one hour cleanings and, and get out the door, that bonus system can be a very appealing place to say, you can make a lot more in bonus than we can in a wage increase, right? So I think if it's positioned correctly, it's going to be a balancing act between the two. When I see people post, I, I saw somebody post, you know, teams bonusing it. 1,000, 1,400 a month, 1,500 a month. That you're not getting that kind of raise. Not right. giving this kind of fixed rate. Nobody in your industry is giving that kind of fixed raise relative to, to income. Uh, right. So I think there's real power in the right bonus system that can marry the right wage increase without, without increasing payroll to uh, levels that are going to hurt the practice. Great. Love it. Okay, Ben, what about our personal finances? Anything we can do there? Of course. So here's, here's our saying uh, that there's a little bit of tricky uh, measure because one, one thing that we are talking to clients about a lot is making sure that you are staying liquid, liquid and, and somewhat safe right now. I mean, markets have been on fire since March of last year. And as a business owner, there's still some uncertainty out there in the marketplace as to what this could look like in the second half of the year. Now, so our, our languaging, even in our mid-year outlook, uh, what I'm talking about next year is we're in the post-pandemic prologue, mm -hmm. right? I think there's a, there's a sort of skewed reality out there that, that for many of us that it's over and we're just out, right? We're out, we're spending money, we're doing everything. And part of that might be the fear that it could retract a little bit, right? Sure. We are not free and clear. Mm -hmm. Cash in the face of inflation is not good, Right. So it's finding the balancing act of saying, I need to have enough dry powder or ammo that if something occurs in my business or my life, that's more important to me, even in the face of inflation, making sure that I've got stockpiles of cash. Okay. That's also true for the individual. Right. The last thing you want to do is hear about inflation and then go put too much risk on your money to go deal with that factor. Right. Okay. The natural offset of inflation very often is that interest rates rise. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so again, when we say, what's good about this? Well, short-term interest rates rise. That means people that hold bonds uh, are going to get hurt a little bit. Um, uh, that's going to actually, you know, it's, it's going to be somewhat negatively pervasive for a short period of time. However, long-term people that are looking for safety or a flight to safety with their money that don't necessarily want risk will be able to go find some of that finally that's been absent from the economy. Um, so, there are also many inflation hedge investments available. And without getting into advising in specifics, because I think there's some factors that have to be, uh, you know, risk tolerance has to be considered. We have to consider where you are in your career and your life. You have to consider what time of assets you currently own. But you, there are always assets out there that tend to be natural hedges to inflation. Um, talk about precious metals or gold, right? A lot of times in, in inflationary environments, you'll see, uh, people moving to, towards those type of assets, those, those hard assets. There are types of securities that are created uh, to be successful. Uh, commodities have, have been doing pretty well. Um, you know, in the, in the early half of the year, so we always have to make that disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of the future results. But in the early half of the year, when you found out, hey, what is in short supply? What's driving some of this inflation? Investing in actually those materials paid off very well. Copper lumber, some of the commodities. So as an, as an individual or monetary policy with, with your current finances, like knowing that there are options out there that you can 
blend into your overall strategy, not a replacement strategy, but say, this is here. Talk to an advisor that you know, that you trust, that knows your situation. If you don't have one, we're happy to provide one for you. Uh, but be prepared that this can be, I think, a little longer than transitory. That's uh, a position that we're looking at is that uh, this might be a little bit more pervasive than what the Fed is putting out there. Um, and building out your personal financial strategy so you have enough dry powder or cash on the sidelines that you can deal with maybe some challenges that could occur, but you're also creating your growth strategy around the fact that inflation is here and taking advantage of it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. Any other planning tools that you're going to that you're suggesting? We've got savings, gold, securities. Yeah. Well, what so that's, yeah, that's the bread and butter. I think uh, yeah. also, you know, cash is king. We always talk about uh, yep. looking at real assets, you know, so when we're talking to clients and you're looking at the overall, the broad picture for our practice owners, we talk about this a lot, given the right set of circumstances, this could be a good time to go out and explore commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, uh, if you go back to 2008, 2009, if you remember that there was there was a program called TARP, the Troubled Asset Relief Program, was $750 billion, so not even a trillion, and everybody was really concerned with inflation. There was a lot of fear around what kind of inflation would happen. And in fact, over the next decade, we saw almost none. It was a very muted inflation environment. Why? Because people went to buy real assets. They put their money into things like real estate when they started being able to. As a practice owner and knowing that commercial real estate in certain uh, certain areas could actually be a little bit cheap now, right? There could be people that are out of their leases, uh, left their buildings. That might also be an area to explore. Is this the right time to start to start doing that, uh, to add to, to your real estate portfolio, to look at commercial real estate? If it's a right position for you, uh, that could be something that could help. And then over time with these assets, possibly flowing back into real assets, you could see some equity growth in the real estate space. Interesting. Okay, one other, great. One other piece of good news for those of you that have parents that are uh, collecting Social Security, um, mm -hmm. you could go talk to them and tell them they're most likely going to see the largest increase in their social security income than has happened in decades. That's another offshoot of this. Now they need it more than everybody. Meaning mm -hmm. the inflation hurts the most for people that are on a fixed income, right? Yeah. Understand that if the cost of everything goes up, but your income stays flat, that's yeah. who it hurts the most. And that very often is those people that are in the retirement. They've set up a fixed income retirement. They don't have the ability to necessarily go out there and negotiate wages or, or earn them more money. So Social Security uh, is tied to what's called the CPIW. That's going to go up. They're going to see a tick up there. That might help them. Uh, and also, uh, the increase in interest rates over time might help them increase some of that fixed income. But for those of you that either are in that position or have uh, parents or friends that are there, they also need to be prepared for what's happening because I think there could be some opportunities as well as challenges that they face over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, very, very interesting. So Ben, we're moving to this post-pandemic life. What other opportunities do you think are going to be available as we transition to this post-pandemic time? Well, you know, we've went, we went through uh, quite a few now. I, I always state that I'm the world's worst optimist, right? So um, I tend to be optimistic in, in most conditions. And I do feel like there is a wealth of opportunity uh, coming out now. One of the challenges, actually, I think that, that many entrepreneurs face that are, are used to taking it is the fact that there's so much money flying around, right? right? Because as entrepreneurs and really successful entrepreneurs, the, the opportunity generally exists when other people are in pain. 
right? And so coming into the pandemic, we were saying, hey, this could be a real mover. This could be one of those times where there's some real movement and opportunity. And in fact, through some of these stimulus programs, there is a lot of money out there. There's a lot of people that have money um, that could be driving up. So I think we need to look at opportunities around corners, right? The, the idea is to always look left where everybody else is looking right. Uh, and so inside your business um, or even in your personal life is we got to start to identify, hey, where can I position myself financially? What, what am I doing in business that might be a little different than everybody else? What kind of maybe out other procedures? Can I use some of this capital that I have to go attract uh, other you know, itinerant specialists, partners, acquisitions, right? We're starting to see the acquisition market heat up a little bit, both on the private and on the uh, corporate side with cash on hand and in the bank, which a lot of our practice owners are cash heavy right now. You might be able to, to have a little bit more leverage on a deal to be able to cash uh, cash in on a deal that, that maybe you couldn't two years ago. But really, it always comes back to fundamentals, right? Focus on the areas that you can create significant value, right? If that happens to align with what you do great and that you love doing, I think you got to focus on that and then find the right who's to go help you answer some of these other questions. I think the opportunity is there's a lot of great people out there that you can put in your inner circle and that can advise, uh, some being fortune management, some great people that are uh, on this call today, uh, other advisors out there that can really help you go and, and execute your vision, given the fact that you have, uh, hopefully, a good amount of cash and cash flow, uh, and probably more so if you're like a lot of our clients than you have in the past couple of years. Uh, so you can go maybe do some things that you weren't able to two or three years ago. That's great. Great advice. Awesome. Anything else, Ben, you want to share with us about, you know, of our, our clients and our friends and colleagues can play offense in this current environment? The last thing I've been thinking about, which is, is true, is make sure that this is almost a playing defense side, playing offense by playing right, but the best offense is a good defense. Knowing that interest rates are starting to climb, yep. you need to have, if you have student loans, you should be looking at refinancing options or, or at least coming up with a strategy. You've said it before, but it's more important now. Many people with, with student loans that are on the federal programs, the federal program ends in October. But people are starting to refinance quite a bit now, and you're going to see interest rates tick up. So student loans, practice debt, personal debt. Mm -hmm. Don't wait too long because you're not going to be able to, the, the interest rates, if we start, the, we're, we're starting to see it now, is if inflation persists, you could miss the boat on being able to, you know, you don't have to be at all time historic low rates. But if you're sitting on any kind of debt that you haven't looked at over the past year, and I'm putting that stamp on it, a year ago to now, mm -hmm. you should be seeing some significant opportunities in both business and personal debt that didn't exist before, freeing up cash flow that can be redeployed into investment into your business uh, or other assets that I think can really grow. So that's one other thing that, that is somewhat time sensitive, because if this does persist, interest rates will go back to normalization, which is fine. Uh, but 20 years from now, we're going to be laughing all the way to the bank with mm. two point something mortgages and two point something student loans and three point something business loans. Um, very, very cheap money still available uh, to, to refinance and reposition your debt. Yes, money is still cheap. And I agree with that with the debt restructure is a really it's a key time to be doing that. So our doctors need to be thinking about that. Wonderful. Well, Ben, you've been such a wealth of information. And I think like just going back to the beginning of the conversation, inflation is not always bad. It's ha been happening. If anybody's seen an increase in their home value, you know what that what that's all about. So it's really about taking advantage of 
the situation. And I just thank you so much for spending some time with us. And uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, of course, they know how to find you through us, through Fortune Management. But again, thank you so much, Ben, for spending some time with us. Great information. Kim, I always welcome the opportunity. I love spending time with you and your team. And um, hopefully we've made a very boring subject at least a little bit easier to understand and, and can create some action around these items. But if anybody does have questions, I'm always happy to help. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon and getting back out there and living the good life. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Ben. All right. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for listening to the Practice Mastery Podcast. For more information on Fortune Management and to find an event in your area, please visit fortunemgmt.com.